Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It is February 7th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here in beautiful southern Indiana. And it's game day. Game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call. The Cats host Arkansas for a late one. Only 14 hours away from tip. Everybody's getting ready. That'll help you stay up. Oh, yeah. This is a Thornton's day, no doubt about it. Pop by Thornton's today. Get your coffee, five-hour energies. It's definitely a Thornton's Your monsters or whatever trash drink Scoots usually puts into his body. It's game day. Scoots, how you doing? I'm good. I I just don't know how you can consistently forget that it's Red Bull that I drink. Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. Uh, I, I I do. I forget it. I, I could use one of them today. I, I'm tired. I stayed up for that Kansas-Texas game, majority of it last night. Oof. Man, I'm paying the price today. Do you do the sugar-free or just straight up right? Oh, straight up. Who oh, wants okay. sugar-free anything? My son would call it the reggae. That's what he calls it. Reggae. Regular. Your yeah. son says reggae? Reggae is for regular. For regular. No, yeah. I know that, but your son says that? Yep. I don't know where he got reggae from. He is so hip. It's pretty funny, though. <laughs> it's not funny when he j- said, Dad, my belly hurts, and then just puked all over me. That mm. was fun. No, at least he gave you a heads up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was a very brief heads up. Um, but he wasn't feeling good. The baby was up. So we're it's a big Thornton's day. Lots of lots of Java from Thornton's. Yeah, baby, ha- my baby too has two additional teeth coming in, so it's been oh, it's been a lot oh, of getting up in the middle of the nights at our house. Well, well. back ones, well, molar action. Yeah, actually, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, sucks. Poor, it does stink, but because like know, it's like okay, here's some Tylenol, you and then you're some, still gonna be pissed off. Yeah, you gotta get your teeth in. It's just something you're gonna have to get through. So, yep. uh, it sounds like we're all struggling. We're grinding through it. Um, Scoots, did you at least get to watch who, who won? Texas, Kansas. Uh, Kansas took it 88 to 80. Of at, course. At, at the fog? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. They it was did. a good game, I, though. I watched the first half and then 
in the middle of the night and watch the second half highlights, the very detailed 15-minute highlight package. And the they refs, give. Did they, how much did they make the highlight package? Because those, those are the real stars at Fog Allen. Same yeah. old that you always get at Fog Allen. Nothing nothing more, nothing yeah, less. Yeah, you know? just a like, little, it wasn't, little razzle-dazzle, it, little yeah. Da, da, it's da, always da, in favor da, da. of Kansas, but I didn't notice anything that they don't normally, like not anything above their normal home whistle that they get. Uh, I, I, did, I do enjoy watching, you know, Bill Sell. It was a big point for UK fans when Bill Self was like, yeah, I think we scored 20 points in the pick and roll. They score a ton of their points in the pick and roll. They do it to everybody. And the reason they're so good at it is because they have four people that can do it. Yeah. And they all oh, you, you just need one screener. Find the mismatch. And they do it all over the court, which I think is really fun to see. They'll get their little point guard who is incredibly underrated, that Harris fella. Mm-hmm. And he torched Kentucky, unfortunately. That was really the difference in the game. He had his he two played, threes of the year. Yeah, he, he played really well, and then you know UK didn't have kind of a mystery man step up to play really well. But he's really good. But they'll get him. They'll get him in the paint and do above the free throw line, or I guess below it, depending on where you're looking on the floor. And they'll get him in a pick and roll there, and it's all right. Either you're gonna both get him, and he knows how to make that little slip pass for an easy, easy dunk, or both of them will go with the big, and he'll just have a wide open six footer. They they're they're fun. They're a fun team to watch. They're a tough team to guard. You almost feel like you you do need to zone them just so you can clog up the middle there. But they will spread the floor with some shooters as well. Uh, and the interesting part is they don't have like a dominant big. Their their big is I don't think would probably be no. ranking like the top thirty of college basketball bigs. Not in the top fifty most likely, and maybe not even in the top one hundred. But they still just well, spread the floor with shooters and people that can penetrate. And uh, they're they're a good team. It helps that McCuller has become a much better rebounder for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, they play and they always play tough. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. There was something that crossed my, my timeline yesterday that we didn't bring up that you've been adamant about all year. You've been harping on it. And it was a clip of Jacob Toppin turning down an open three, shooting some contested like 10-footer for no reason, and then, oh, wait, here's an open three. Let me take it and make it. Like That's the kind of stuff that McCuller mm-hmm. does. That, hey, Jacob, I, we don't – I think your overall point, and sometimes when you say it, I wince a little because I'm like, I don't want Jacob Toppin shooting a bunch of threes. It's not shooting a bunch of threes. It's making the one or two, just shoot one or two a game. They're going to give it to you wide open. Be ready to shoot. Kind of like how we were saying all last year with Savier Wheeler, and what has he done? He's become uh, a more ready shooter mm-hmm. on those inside outlooks, and he's only taken a couple a game. But he's knocking down probably half of them. So if you can add that to the table, especially against an Arkansas team where it feels like they're just a bunch of small forwards. They are. Yeah. Well, really, it, really help. Yeah. They're, they're pretty – we'll talk a lot about Arkansas, UK. Tonight, big game for the Cats. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, they're, they're, if they're going to beat Kentucky tonight, it's going to be because – it's going to be because – of Ricky Council, who's a guard. Dude, that but dunk he had last week was... He's yeah. a bigger guard. You yeah. know, he's 6'6", so he can kind of come off as a wing. And then Anthony Black as well, who's also a guard, but he's 6'7", mm-hmm. comes off a little bit as a wing. So they're they're guard dominant, and they're bigger guards, and it's going to take a big game from both of those players tonight to win at Rupp. The thing Spurs is, both. they're... They're they're both capable of doing just that, so it's going to be a big challenge for UK. Kansas, uh, I was joking about Duke. They got absolutely blasted yeah. by Miami. That was one of those really, really wish I was walk. in. 
was in a gambling state because just betting Miami there felt like a no-brainer. Yeah, weirdly enough, I was not in a gambling state. I, I was like, I, I, I think Duke. And then it was about two hours before tip-off that I was like, well, wait a minute. They just got a big emotional win on Saturday. Yep. This is Monday. Mm-hmm. Miami, I, I think is I think Miami's solid. I, they're one of those teams where you wouldn't be shocked if they lost in the first round, and you wouldn't be shocked if they were a Final Four sweetheart. Um yeah, I don't yeah. think either one is impossible for for them. But as it got closer to the game, I was like, all right, actually, this is kind of a letdown spot here for Duke. But I would have gone the other way if we would have been probably doing the show in studio and doing that sort of stuff. So well, I'm glad didn't happen. Count your blessings, you didn't, because I took Duke live line. Oh. Got him. Did you go back to the well? Too? No. So I went twenty and a half and twenty one and a half. They were down nineteen, and. Freaking Miami hits a meaningless three at the buzzer. Oh, man, that's tough. I was so mad. They did. They did. (laughs) But then again, like, aren't all points when it's a 20-point game in the final two minutes pretty meaningless? Yeah, but, I mean, they didn't need to take that shot. I thought they were going to maybe dribble it out. No, they took a three and hit it. They did dribble it. They had to. The shot clock was on for that possession. They dribbled it out the Yeah, no, I thought they would would dribble out the shot clock. And then just, like, hand it on over. Yeah, I mean, there would have only been, like, 13 seconds left. Well, it was fun seeing Duke get absolutely annihilated. Uh, I made a joke about bracketologists moving them up after last night's game. It it is true that they are wildly – overseeded according to bracketologists where things stand right now it's also true though that unfortunately they do have a better resume than Kentucky but it's really not a lot better it's not a lot better it's barely better like Kentucky after this week could depending on what Duke uh who do they play on Saturday at Virginia I think they have a tough game you know there's a there's a possibility after this week maybe Kentucky's resume looks a little bit better uh even still it'll be close the the funny part is though that Duke is being put a six seed, seven seed, while some people still have Kentucky as one of the last teams in, which are both ridiculous. Right now, North Carolina should be below UK in the seed pecking order, and then Duke should only be maybe a seed line above, only a few teams above, if even that. Uh, That loss last night, not a terrible loss. It'll be a quad one for Duke, but when you lose that badly... Yeah, you got to take in the see, whole the whole resume. And, and here is herein lies the problem with the the current system because uh, a few years ago they it was kind of it, it, the the selection committee was pretty much all about this right now they would have your resumes your record that sort of stuff I think they used RPI as well so they were like all right we need to come up with our own system that's much more objective so basically. They have to do less work, and there's less um, criticism of their selections because they'll just say, "Hey, we go by these quads, and you got to have your quad wins, and you and it's all based on this ranking system we came up with the net." But the thing is, yes, margin of victory matters somewhat, but it it stops at ten points. Well, yeah. Duke's getting housed by twenty. They've lost mm-hmm. three games by twenty plus points to very average teams. And this ranking system that they came up with, for whatever reason, doesn't just immediately treat the ACC like it's, uh, you know, the Sun Belt, which it should. ACC's garbage. So bad. And yet... If, if Clemson ends up winning that conference, I think it should be an automatic disqualification of they get no tournament teams. Sorry. This year, you don't get any. The fact that Clemson's winning that league right now is it's, it's, embarrassing it's, it's, to it's the overall conference. Remarkable. Um, and that's me putting it nicely. But, like, they have quad one losses at NC State. Huh? At Wake Forest. 
You kidding me? They're, here, here is one of their quad one wins. They have two. Uh, zero quad fours, which is really the ultimate difference. One of their quad one wins is versus Iowa at Madison Square Garden. Neutral site versus Iowa. Mm. Iowa is a bubble team. That's their second best win on their resume is against a bubble team. But yeah, like this, this, this just goes to show the system we have. There's no perfect answer, but that's why you can't. Everything in life can't be all numbers, and it can't be all eyeball tests. You have to use a little bit of in between, and that's why Duke should be lower than what the bracketologists ultimately have. But the problem is, is the selection committee. They're going to show their bias. The only way we might get lucky is if they see an enticing matchup. That's just too much for them to turn down, which could be like an 8-9 Duke-Kentucky game. That's the funny thing about it, is yeah. that like Duke-Kentucky, North Carolina, it, you're not going to have Duke and North Carolina obviously play one another, but uh, you, I mean, even Michigan have, State, which is kind of a bigger, a bigger name. Yeah, year. they yeah. do. But it seems like you're going to probably get some traditional blue bloods in like a 7-10 game or yeah, an 8-9 yeah. game. It seems almost unavoidable mm-hmm. at, at this point. And, uh, you know, Kentucky just keep winning, as I've said a thousand times. That stuff will take care of itself. Ooh. I did have a few people say like, well, you know, Duke keeps losing. Uh, and same with Kansas. They keep losing and they never get punished. Kansas's schedule is truly just unbelievable. I think they did lose like four out of six, but all four of those teams were the top 20 teams that they lost to. One of their wins was against a top 15 team. Their other win was at Kentucky and then last night they added to that a win another top 10 win against a, a good Texas team so Kansas is in a different ballpark to me than the Dukes and North Carolinas of the world even if they do stack up losses the Big 12 is is everything the ACC good. is yeah. not uh, I mean you you well, legitimately kind of like go, the ACC used to be yeah when I mean, they you, were rocking and rolling you go legitimately six deep in the Big 12 and then like Oklahoma State and West Virginia are both projected to be tournament teams right there on the bubble. And then that gives you eight teams potentially out of 10 that are going to make the tournament. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like NC State's ranked. Did you know that in the ACC? They're ranked 22nd. They're ranked? They're ranked, yeah. They're an okay team. Like they should be a tournament team. But they're ranked. They're but they're and also ranked. Kentucky only got one vote in the people. Like what do you all? The funny thing is, if they had beaten Kansas, they'd be comfortably in. They'd be so like, like the twentieth team. Uh, How is it a that home loss to a top ten team is the difference between being ranked and not ranked? Like that's where we're at right now. But it is what it is. Again, keep winning. That stuff will take care of itself. Yep, that's people true. won't be able to avoid it. And there's a chance that uh, after tonight, you're you're comfortably in third in the SEC, and maybe by the end of this week, you you could be second in the SEC. So, still plenty to play for for Got UK. Got the mighty Georgia Bulldogs. Moving in the right direction. Totally forgot. Where is that a Saturday game? It's at noon, though. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Move on. Get it on. Um, and, uh, that, you know, Kentucky struggled for a half against Georgia at Rupp, so they'll, they'll need to be. Oh, Stegman. The Steg. They'll need to Stegosaurus be on their, their, their P's and Q's uh, for that one. I did want to mention uh, – because we brought up Miami, and there was a very uh, astute Twitter person that saw Jim Laranaga like pull out his wallet last night, and they were like, "Is Jim Laranaga flashing his money at Jim Beheim?" Which I don't think we did. We ever read that quote about Beheim? No, we didn't get around to it. There was the Beheim quote. There's there was a couple things yesterday that we didn't get to. We didn't get to. Uh, the, the blue coat story either. We didn't get to the Jim Beheim story. There was one other big one. That the the Beheim f- talking about all these Wake Forest buying their team. Very funny to me that he's like 
of all the teams you're going after, you're going after the big Wake Forest boosters. They're so notorious for. It's like, yeah, yeah he, you grumpy ass old man. I think he initially his initial lump in was Wake, Pitt, and Miami. Yeah, which Miami? It's it's uh, that's public. I think he came back after Pitt. What? Who? Who plays for Pitt? I can't name one player that plays for Pitt. Uh, they came back and <laughs> he came back and was like, I didn't mean to lump Pitt and uh, Wake Forest into that. That was wrong. Oh, he, and it was the mis- most gobbledygook. He, he misspoke. To a reporter after a game he to make it sound like he was like all emotional and angry. And it's like, dude, you're just an angry old man that is the sinking. Game, the, the game has passed you by. I mean, you're just sinking a program that you built up and like actually exceeded expectations later in your career. You were a joke. And even when Syracuse was at its best, they were uh, perennial failures in the NCAA tournament um, in the 80s and 90s when they were really rocking and rolling. He wins a title with Carmelo, doesn't do much. But then he had some great runs. Um, the Syracuse team that upset Indiana, right, Scoots? Yep. They, yeah. They went to the, did they go to the final four years, 11 seed? They went to the Final Four, yes. Yeah. Um, but they – some surprisingly great weight runs in his career. Why He should have hung it up when he had the Bayham Bunch. It was the Bayham Bunch last year. They were singing their Kumbayas. Didn't make the tournament. Dude, that's your – there's your shot. Get yeah. the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It hasn't been a great run for him, and he's just easy to, to dislike. The game has totally passed him by. But, yeah, he went on a rant. He said that he still thinks he's going to coach, but the nil stuff's out of control. And uh, you got to adapt, buddy. You can't just sit and whine about it. Now he eventually came out and was like, I, I, I was wrong to say that. Uh, every ACC member institution are in compliance with the NCAA. Basically, hey, ACC yelled at him. This is what you need to say to make things right, Jim. Coming from your conference, they released that statement, but I don't think he made any additional friends in the process of uh, of that. Yeah, he's yelling at student press co- yelling at student uh, journalists during press conferences. He's a he's a loser. Mm-hmm. And he picks his nose. Oh, yeah. Which there's a time and place you need to maybe pick your nose, but it's not publicly on the sideline during a basketball game. Yep, yep. You're the head coach. Maybe um, do like the thumb flick on your nose if you're on the sideline or just, I don't know, get a towel. Get a towel. Blow your nose, potentially. But no no shame Mm -hmm. in his game. Yeah. Just uh, Dude's almost 80. Who cares? You know? You could just blame it on being senile at that point. I was a Syracuse fan. I'd just be so ready for just something different. So ready. His first year at Syracuse as head coach was 1976. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> it's a just it's way, almost 50 years. It's way too long. It's way too long. I wouldn't want, like, a librarian in her, her his or her position for that long. And that feels like the position It's like built for longevity. Oh, it's just crazy. He is 78 years old, too. Goodness gracious. Uh, hey, Roush, I was listening to the new Sunday Best album. Oh. They have a song yeah. called Above Ground. Oh. Referencing the South End's above pool, the above pool uh, industrial complex, <laughs> which was, you know, it's nice. It's a good song. Well, maybe I'll, when I go to my friend's above ground pool, I'll bring my box and I'll sit on it and then I'll slap it and then we can have our own above ground. Scoots, if you Damn. can play the last 10 seconds of the song, it sounds like Roush makes a little bit of a cameo in it. Oh, did you say a roll call? 
Do you have it pulled up? For, just the last 10 seconds? Yeah, I think the last 10 seconds or so. Okay. Let's hear what we got. Oh, sad it's over. <laughs> is that you? That was is that you? <laughs> Sounded like you. <laughs> you can hardly hear it in my ear, but it was a baby. I'm calling you a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good song from Sunny Best. I haven't finished the whole album yet. Uh it's okay. It's good, not great. I would imagine if you don't like Sunday Best music, Roush, this probably won't be the album to convince you otherwise, because it's just Sunday Best music. Yep. So it's not uh, not not anything totally different. So uh, that's good, though. But I did laugh when I saw that they had a song called Above Ground. <laughs> Made me think of you. Uh. And at the beginning, I thought, you want to play the first uh, five seconds? I initially, when I thought I heard this, I was like, is that a wildcat noise? Uh, it turns out it's also just a baby. But I didn't know baby was going to be a part of the song. And mm. so you find that out later. Could be. Yeah. Hard to hear that one. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it, but I, there's, I thought oh, it was there more. more? Na- there you go. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a wildcat, doesn't it? Sounds one, like One more time. Actually sounds like Lucy. Mm-hmm. We're being honest. It's true. It was a baby. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they play that at UK games. Uh, to get after a first down. I'm not hearing Wildcat out of that. You're not hearing Wildcat <laughs> no, out of that? I no. must've, it must have been a game day mood for me on my drive-in <laughs> this morning. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We can go really anywhere we want to go uh, with this radio show. We do need to talk some X's and O's of UK and Arkansas and John Calipari's coaches show last night. Hope you had your tissues with you if you were listening. And then we do need to talk about this blue coat story from Saturday that has captivated the UK listening audience. I'm excited for this because I have no idea what it is. It's uh, you know what? As a former usher at IU games, you may have yeah. your no. I know what I know what a blue coat is. I just don't know what the story is. Your your opinion could carry a lot of weight here. Somebody that's formerly in the biz. So we'll come back. We'll get Scoot's perspective. We'll talk about a bunch of different things. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Jim is my enemy, but it turns out that Jim is also his own worst enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Jim is actually my friend. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Taco Tuesday, hit up the Salsaritas. Oh, heck yeah. Love Taco Tuesday. Chips, queso, wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy, salsa, or if you're more of a mild kind of guy. They've got it all. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Download the Salsaritas app. Save time, save money. You can place your orders online on the app. Have it waiting for you when you get to the store. And then also remember them for catering, which you can also do on the Salsaritas app. That app is great. They make it easy for you. Download it today, and then check out one of their two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthews, nice outdoor patio. It should be a nice day today, at least warm. It's covered, so even if uh, it does rain, which I think there's a little chance of later, 
Yeah, I'll save that for the chief meteorologist, Scooter Magooter. It's going to rain for three straight days. No. Really? At least yeah. it's not 40. Really? I don't know if I trust our chief meteorologist. I'm just ready for uh, our, our first false spring. Because I don't think this can be considered it. Our first what spring? False spring. Like where fall, it seems oh, yeah. like spring. Yeah, it's, it's not, not all the way there yet. Usually we'll have two false springs. Roush, I heard fall spring too. I was like, what is fall spring? Yeah, it took me, it took me a <laughs> second. But um, I think what it comes down to, though, is it's it's whenever even the trees are juked out by it. And they're kind of mm-hmm. starting to bloom, yeah. which uh, hasn't happened yet. We'll get there it's soon. usually in March where it's like we'll have some 70s and we're like, we're back, baby. And then it'll be like 40. Then you start the dunking following. those. Salsaritas chips and the hot salsa, and you're just celebrating. Mm-hmm. Arriba, arriba. And bam, not yet. Skirt, but you can still warm up with some salsaritas. Two locations. There you go. One St. Matthews, one in Middleton. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were finished with the salsaritas. Really. And, um, I wasn't. I wanted to talk more <laughs> tacos. Let's taco about it. All right, let's get into, <laughs> God. Let's get into the blue coat discussion. Doug is a blue coat, UK Committee 101 member. Those are the people at football and basketball games you see wearing the blue coats, and they're basically just ushers. They, it's not a paid position. Nope. What? It's a volunteer job. It's a volunteer job. Yep. And it's pretty prestigious. That's honestly, that's probably what it should, should be everywhere. Volunteer job? Yeah, you shouldn't get paid to sit there and watch sports. That That is kind of their gift, is they are a blue coat. Again, it's a committee 101. I think there's some benefits to that. But, yeah, you get to go to the game. And they supposedly used to also give you, like, a ticket so your wife or girlfriend wow. or child or something could come. They Obviously, you'd be working, so they couldn't, like, hang out with you, but they could be in the in the building with you as well. Uh, I've been told that they may have done away with, with giving away the Blue Coats one ticket. So is it the same people in the arena every time? Yes. Okay. Well, so it, uh, it is. I mean, I'm sure there's some times where somebody says, hey, I can't make it this sure, time. Yeah, but, yeah. like, people will have their sections. Okay. You, okay. You, you could be a season ticket holder in Section 9 at Rupp Arena and potentially see the same Blue Coat person for years, gotcha. for a long time. And they may mix it up every now and then. But, yes, it's not, uh, it's not impossible that the people are going to be in the same spot for a really long time. He has, Doug had supposedly been a Blue Coat member for 19 years. Uh, I think he had, and he'd been working closest to the student section. Yeah, he said he really enjoyed his student section post because it made him feel young, which is, I mean, like that would be the most exhilarating place. Also, probably be the most work. Yes, yeah, probably not as because how much work are you actually doing at the other ones other than just like telling people where their seats are? Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it's probably all pretty easy jobs. Yeah, uh, but I had heard that you know the blue coats and the committee of one hundred and one they've had. Their their issues. Sometimes blue coats just have a bad day and they're rude to people. And like UK has to answer for that when in reality it's a separate association from UK. Yeah. Um, of course they are intertwined with one another. Uh, there's been sometimes blue coats that are overly friendly, especially with a certain sex mm. and helping them get to their seats. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some that are just supposedly not great at their job which is that doesn't i don't know how that's possible hey your seat's up there <laughs> your seat's over there <laughs> your seat's down there you know sometimes you're in the wrong the time passes and by that, it, you know it, memory gets a little foggy it can happen there was about i don't know 18 florida fans that were in a section directly next to the student section yeah and they were in great seats and how they got that many tickets together is pretty impressive 
they look like they were having fun. It they was a bunch looked of bros like Scoot probably in their like mid forties, late forties. They looked like they were in college during the Joe Kim Noah years, and they were reliving yeah. it because they all had I'm jerseys. Probably a little older than that, I would think. But they all had jerseys for like players from the Donovan era. So they, I, it was clear that they, they're the last Florida basketball fans that are actually like care about Florida basketball. I think so. Yeah. Um, so they, they all had their jerseys on. They were getting rowdy. It looked like almost like a bachelor party. Just they were matching. They were having fun. They were getting rowdy. They were talking trash. Probably People snuck in some shooters. Were dancing up and down Ooh, the aisle. Proximity to the court though. Oh, that's dangerous. Kick, yeah. kick them out. Anyway, so they were egging on the student section during the game. The student section was giving it back to them, and then finally Kentucky had pulled. Way was running out the clock. Florida threw up that terrible three, and the rest was UK made the free throws. The rest was history, and they started to exit. And that's when the student section started to wave them goodbye. Supposedly, some middle fingers were coming from the Florida fans. The students gave them back, and then Doug, the blue coat member, if you haven't heard about this by this point, I'm sure you probably have, but Scoose hasn't. He flipped a finger back at the Florida fans. And it just so happened that the ESPN cameras were doing a wide <laughs> angle of the student section, showing them going crazy over the UK win. And here you have old, old man Doug in his blue coat <laughs> and mustache just sending one right back to the Florida fans. The bird was free. It was a free bird, and it was flying. That's awesome. So... Obviously, I think everybody assumed this was not going to be good news for Blue Coat Man Doug. I think we all kind of collectively said, oh, no, no. "That's bad." But this for him. is this is awesome, but it's, it's not, not going to be. A... Went viral. UK fans were laughing about it. Wow, look at this fan. He's had enough of the Florida fans. We've all been there before, and we find out yesterday that Doug had been let go. What? Mm-hmm. Didn't even make it past lunchtime on Sunday yep. before Are you he got the call. Me? Yep, relieved so of his duties. It was a it was a quick. It was a quick firing, 19 years down the drain. Scoots, as a former usher that used to snitch on people for drinking booze at IU games, how would you have handled this situation? I mean, probably the exact same way as Doug. I, I was, I probably would have bought into the hype around the stadium and, and done the same thing. That is crazy. I mean, I've done way worse. So as an usher, you were flipping the bird to people. No, I, I never personally did that, but I would have if the situation called for it. I mean, I showed up to. I, I'm not steals booze. I'm not exactly proud fans, but also wants to flip the finger at, at opposing. Well, fans. on the flip side, I'm not proud to admit oh. this, but I actually showed up one game hammered, hammered. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. hammered. Yeah, I can surprised. see. I can see why you're not like, proud to admit that. You're drunk as a skunk, and my boss sent me home, but I didn't get fired for it. I mean, if if flipping the middle fingers a fireball offense, I should have been fired. <laughs> we just have to hear this story. Yeah, forget about Doug for a little bit. We can always come back to our pal Doug. You showed up to a game to oh, be an yeah. usher and just... Drunk. How old were you? Uh, 21, 22. And, and, all right, now, like, were you like stumbling? How, Why, oh, yeah. I need to know degree of, of And I need to know decision-making uh, I was like, What I was were you like doing beforehand? Eight and what? a half out of ten. We had beer Olympics beforehand. Why did you think, uh, hey, I need to get to work? Yeah, you no, should, It was just that was what I had to do. Actually, it was. I you think had it was friend be like, dude, you're hammered. There, you're no, it's I, a bad idea. I think it was one of those things that time just got by me, and before I realized, like, oh wait, so I have had to enough go. Of it. I have even, to go usher. Even going back to his college days, he didn't have enough of it. If he just could have sobered up, had more time. Yeah, I haven't always been the wisest guy. So you show up, 
you're throwing up. No, I'm not throwing up. You got vomit on your very, velvet. Very obviously, very obviously drunk. Uh, what's the what's I use color? Crimson. 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 You got some throw up on your crimson jacket. And they say, Scooch, you look hammered. How did it go? No, so my the lead boss, my the main guy in charge of IU Event Services, pulls me aside. Or he comes up to me. He was like, hey, can I talk to you? And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And we walk down a hall, and he's like, hey, what's going on with you? And I was like, yeah, I had a few before I came in. Oh, my God. And he was just like, yeah, we don't do that. Just go ahead and head on home. But uh. I didn't get fired. He just sent me home for the day. What game was it? I couldn't tell you. You're too drunk. Could not tell you. <laughs> it was probably a meaningless game. Probably Turns cupcake. Out they weren't even playing that day. <laughs> probably cupcake team. I knew nobody would be in the balcony. Scooters in assembly by himself. I was wondering about such a light crowd. <laughs> also Come love on. the thought of like he he thought it would be better to show up drunk than to just call in and say he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, in my mind, it's better to show up than not show up. Yeah, there's one example of many examples of where that is not the case. <laughs> but at least, like you know, so 21, 22 year olds, I'm sure that you were not the first nor the last oh, that has no. been a college student that showed up uh, after having one too many, four too many. Maybe, maybe a. Here's what I think ultimately happened, TJ. It's easy to fire a volunteer. There's plenty of people that would want to take his job, and they're like, "All right, we don't want to deal with it." However, like, how it's flipping the bird? Like, how is it? Is it a big deal? That's the thing. Why do they fire him? But for optics purposes, I totally understand why they're firing him. Like, you know, somebody representing the university to an extent, and their and their job is to be accommodating to all fans, and here they are flipping fans off. I under I understand it completely. Now, like I think it just would strictly come down to in the last nineteen years, has he had any incidents? If the answer is yes, then I mean just get your blue coat. Like it's not that important. You should be yeah, a fan. Yeah. Like you should be sitting in the fan stands with the fans. We're gonna move on from that. If it's not if it's his first thing ever that they've ever come across, then you don't let him do any of the games the remainder yeah, of this Yeah, like there's season. like five more games. And you next let him year. back and you say, if we have another problem with you, we're going to move on from you. Just be smarter. You I, got caught on camera. It was, yeah. it was bad luck. You got caught on camera. That being said, you are like a 65-year-old adult. Don't be flipping off fans. Like it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be something that needs to be explained to him. I would just think I, – I would just hope that that wasn't like uh, – that's a – Job that I'm sure he loves. He got caught up in the moment, right? Like it happens. Um, but I, I, I would. I think most people were just like hoping that it wouldn't be. All right, first time you're fired. Let's get in trouble, but make it a slap on the wrist. Not something worth losing your this this cool opportunity over to be courtside with the student section watching it games. It was a da- bad decision from him. Yeah, yeah like, well, it was. And it goes back to something that I've talked about on Kentucky Roll Call a lot. Middle fingers are the dumbest things you can do. Because if he would have done his ring finger, if he would have just thrown up his ring finger and been like, hey, I know a middle finger can get me in trouble, but I'm going to throw up my ring finger, would he be fired? Probably. I think not. It's a ring finger. What's wrong with showing if, a ring finger well, to somebody? Well, if people mistook it for a... Uh... Then that's their fault. Let's zoom in on it. One, two, three, four. Oh, that's not his middle one. It's also really hard to just stick up your ring finger. Doing like, it right now. Your, giving you double rings. Compared to that? your <laughs> middle, though, the middle's the easiest. You don't, to... this, hey, call HR. Just put me off. How old is this guy? 
I mean, we had probably late sixties. Yeah. I mean, see, this is this the whole thing is ridiculous. Why I don't I'll never understand why as a country we're so offended by the middle finger as it is. Like you're not I mean, saying any you're literally just doing a gesture. Yeah, but it also means like I agree that middle fingers are just dumb. All the more reason not to use them because like what do you what do you it, the satisfaction is so dumb. Like I'm so mad at you. I want you to see how I feel and here's a finger to prove it. And it can get you fired from a job, apparently, or a volunteer job, but it can get you fired from other jobs as well. Uh, it can get you, like, in road race incidents where you get killed, and that doesn't sound fun either. So, I, you know, I would much rather be sarcastic than, like, I'm so mad, I don't know what else to do besides finger. I'd rather, like, do, like, a fake tear, like, boo, 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 boo. Maybe, like, do a silly face, like, <laughs> something like that. That gets mm-hmm. under their skin a lot more. The silly face would be very, like, amusing. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, even if you did the uh, Joey from Friends thing where you just put your hands to you, you bump your fists together, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm not even crazy about that. I'm not but either, but it, it gets the point across with that. Good old-fashioned doing... suck it. Oh, suck it would have been even, that would have been historic. Does he get fired for a suck it? No, I don't think so. Does he get fired for shouting what the middle finger means at them? Yes. Yes. Why? That would have been bad, worse. It's a bad, it's a bad word. word. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't have been on TV. Nobody would have known what that if, that went what down. What you could have made out his words? You could have lip read. It also probably would have escalated further if he would have actually shouted those words. Probably so. Yeah. Probably um, so. But uh, – it's one of those things. It's a shame. He got caught on camera, and once you get caught on camera, like it was out there. It was off to the races. Um, I did enjoy all the people who uh, blame KSR for putting it out there, even though it was not on KentuckySportsRadio.com, and I was desperate for some content on Sunday um, at nine thirty p.m. and I was like, eh, I don't want that. I don't want this guy to lose his job if I, if I put it on the site and blow it up even more. Turns out he had already. Uh, KSR, always the victim. I will say it is true that, like, you know, as much fun as people are having with it is why he, in part, was let go. But there's a chance that the head committee of 101 guy was watching live and was like, well, that's unacceptable. But once it became a big deal and it went viral, and understandably so, like, hey, look, an usher's flipping the bird. That's newsworthy. Like, that's that's worth posting because pe- look at it. Everybody's – we're talking about it. It was an electric rod of – of controversy, uh, but like that did probably seal his fate. The fact that it was everywhere. Then it went because viral then at that on point, Twitter. it's like, all right, yeah. you got to comment on this. You got one of your members flipping the bird of people. What are you going to do about this? And before they even were asked about it, they had made up their mind that they were going to move in a different direction, uh, which I understand. But I also am big team forgiveness guy. And let's look at his resume. Let's look at his record. Not done anything ever to embarrass blue coats before. All right, well, you're getting a slap on the wrist here. Well, you're not going to lose your your blue coat, the there, prestigious blue coat. There has to be a GoFundMe started for this guy, right, to be it's able to a, get season tickets or something. It's an unpaid job. No, I know, but start a GoFundMe. Let this guy get some season tickets so he doesn't miss games. Absolutely I, not. I know. Why? Flip the bird. Why would we give him free tickets to UK games for that? Why? I just. I, just, I don't understand why we're being so serious about somebody flipping somebody off. Even but it's not, also even, a volunteer even, job, Scoots. Even if you think we're being too right. serious about it. Like he had a kick-ass volunteer position for should, 20 years. The guy that got kicked out of the game for bringing the Texas sign, should we give him season GoFundMe for season tickets? He's not 80 years old and been in that position for forever. But he, he's, he'll This be, poor guy's going to go. He's going to die without basketball. You don't know that. He's maybe more of a football fan. 
for all you know. He's also still working. Like he said, he got called on the way to a conference on Sunday. That's yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's still. He's got another job. He's an adult. Excuse and me. Adults. There's said so because like that. I, I'm I'm all for the free Doug because I think it's just it was hilarious and it probably um, was a little quick to just get rid of him, uh, even though I understand it. But at the same time, it is just a volunteer position. And I think that's the the, the right take on it it's all. Like. like let them, let, let's, there, as a society, this is a good chance to be more forgiving and let people make mistakes and not think that it's going to be the end of something that either their career, but this isn't a career, but something that they're probably incredibly passionate about. Uh, it's never the wrong time to forgive. But then again, if his record, if he's got, hey, this is like the fifth thing that's kind of popped up on his on his record here, as, as if they all have records. I think I'm taking this committee of 101 blue coat job entirely too serious. See, and we all are, but the the and the, but fa- if he's not the, other the stuff, fact of the matter is, though, is that people want to get in there. There's probably a wait list of folks who are trying to, and people they're like, who won't flip off opposing fans? Exactly. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, on to the next one. It's probably in their training now. Don't be like Doug. This is Doug. Doug <laughs> used to work with, with us. With like 20 obnoxious Florida fans. What's your reaction? <laughs> now wipe off your seat, sir. <laughs> You're actually in row B. Let me move you up one spot. It, it would, how funny <laughs> would it be, though? No, 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 no. We told you not to do that. If tonight Kentucky hosts Arkansas and the blue, they, uh, they bring out Doug as the one. <laughs> <laughs> he just flips everybody off. <laughs> Just big middle fingers to the Arkansas fans. Or when everybody back in the day was kneeling during the national anthems, the blue coats in solidarity all kneel and just raise one middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> they can't fire us all. Oh, what a stupid, stupid UK basketball controversy. But sometimes it's nice to get away from the serious, the yeah, serious yeah, right. like we're on the bubble. Things need to get better. Win games. <laughs> Uh, this, so this was fun. If, if UK was really good, this would be like three days radio topic. Also, how many... Or really bad, I guess. How many times has like a blue coat been... Received this much spot, shot, this much spotlight? Never. Yeah. I wonder what are like the most non-X's and O's on the court or on the field stories from UK games. In stadium or in arena... Um, dancing guy almost dropping that girl dancing down the guy, stairs. That may be number one. Top, uh, when that former player fell off the second level into the first level. That was great. The like, football player. Yeah, curled. probably gets looked at in a totally different light if there's casualties, which you would think that there would be it in a situation be, like that. But thankfully, not in that whew, regard. Man. That would be up there. Dancing guy is a good one. Sign guy. I mean, he's he makes the list. With everything else going it's on, also that uh, racist lady that was bad. Racist lady was bad. That was really bad. Yeah, uh, is that Tennessee game? That was yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee game, game. I think two years ago. Um, that, that wasn't good. Yeah, I'm trying to think, there had to be some other like sneaking in something situation. Yeah, you know, we're like totally. I think just from like 2010 to 2015, we're blanking on what. Well, well I there guess was dancing guy was around that time. There's also uh, from a Florida game, a famous chant. Uh, at Matt Walsh that comes to mind. That, that was a long time ago. That was different a very time. long time different, ago. Different very, time. very different time. Uh, I remember Cal barking at the student section. It was Bruce Pearl's first game at Kentucky when he was the Tennessee coach, and he was in trouble for the barbecue. Uh-huh. And I was at that game. I was not in the eruption zone. I did not uh, – my lottery balls did not get me in the student section. I was in, like, the section next to it where you're seated – 
And it was so funny because there was people dressed up like wearing like chef's barbecue, like, hey, Bruce, got any ribs? And and, like Cal like scolded them for giving Bruce Pearl hell for being a cheater. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rick Pitino flipping off the fans. Yeah, that That, was that was a good one. Yeah. Um, Oh man, that was a big one. People really. uh... And then I guess the the others would just be Jay Billis losing his mind over the ice cream. We had that for a little while. I'll say this: uh, the at least Doug, the blue coat, he didn't try to hide it. Patino did like a casual like. He was trying to almost like he was like, "Oh, I've got something in my eye," and flick you off, sort of like, "Oh, there's something back here in my hair." Really cowardice, mm-hmm. bird. It was. And when UK ever does bring back him, what if he just did double bird? <laughs> He's like, "I didn't do it properly the first time," and then he does that. Or what if he does else down at midcourt? That'd be cool too. Oh, or he takes it and then like oh, it's looks a, middle like a middle finger, finger and, and he then... brings up the index and then he holds out the thumb and everybody's like boo thinks he's goes, doing his uh, it's it's uh flips it upside down it's commodus <laughs> <laughs> gladiator <laughs> and then we decapitated carnal bird <laughs> we had a funeral for a bird <laughs> all right let's read some text oh, here on the Gordon sex line silly. see what you all got to say 502414 14.50, yeah, goofy uh, first hour of Kentucky Roll Call, but we're talking goofy topics. So, Texter says, the Oscar story changes everything about the St. Peter's game narrative. No, it doesn't. I don't doesn't. think it really doesn't. Because, all right, here's another thing we didn't bring up. I don't think it does. And I think you even mentioned it yesterday. Like, you would have thought we would have heard about this at the time, right? Or we would have heard about it before now? Correct. What are the chances Oscar just made this up? <laughs> like, like, n- not that he had some premonition, but that he just didn't even say anything about it until recently. It, it, you're he- heck yeah, potentially it could be like, something like, "Hey, remember when I didn't want to get on the plane before that St. Peter's game?" And they were like, "Yeah, I do." What was that all about? It was like, "Well, this is what that was about," and he didn't tell anybody yeah. any of it. Not saying that he like the story could have just came out of because this this. Feels out of left field. You would have thought this would be something they mentioned at like media day or something, right? Yeah. You know, it, it it's just so so. I'm I'm not thinking it changes the entire narrative of the St. Peter's game. I don't want to make them the mountain out of a molehill. Still, the worst tournament loss UK has ever had. I think it just like only a Kentucky would this be a thing. Only for a team that I root for would it be like, <laughs> yeah, the star player, national player of the year. Uh, may or may not have told all his teammates he thought the plane was going to crash before the game. Turns out it didn't crash, but it, the big tragedy that he was referenced to from a higher being was uh, it ended up being just, oh, we're going to lose the tournament game. I mean, but he played really well in it, so he was the sole survivor in this primitive. Like, only a team I root for would this craziness exist. <laughs> it's the wildest thing in the world. And UK lost the game, and... Uh, did that have an impact on it at all? I would think probably not, but who's to say? I you can't even put yourself in a situation that's so banana land. And that's not I'm not yeah, again. I blame I blame the injuries more so than of course. This. Of yeah. course. And I'm not like again, going back to yesterday's conversation. I think it's premonition stuff like that is weird. Just because why wouldn't you think it's weird? But that being said, I don't want to be one to totally judge it or, you know, say certain things. Because what yeah. do you do if it happened to you? I think your first instinct would be like, oh, no. Like, I'm 
losing it. Like I'm having these visions or I'm having these messages told to me. I'm losing it. But somebody who's much deeper within their faith and from a cultural standpoint, things are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't really necessarily yeah. be one to judge, but only at UK would this stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> I. It just was bizarre when we heard about it. And you just hope that it it didn't play a significant role in it. Because uh, I tend to think the injuries more so did than it. Of course. Um, so, you watched that team when they were healthy. They were one of the best teams in the country. And Could have easily I mean, won it all. If anybody had a premonition, it was Cal telling us like two weeks before well, to just start enjoying this team. He could he could feel it in his, his bones that something was just not adding up. Right? And we started to see it as well when yeah. – you just were kind of struggling in most games. Offense couldn't really get that spark, and it was in part because you were switching out people left and right. You're going to play guard today. You're going to have the ball in your hands. Well, he's hurt. You're going to try it out. Uh, but, yeah, that that was a wild story. But Tom Hart, Tom Hart just dropped in the middle of a game. It's been too long since any of us said, take out your suck it and suck it. Sing it with me, KRC crew and listeners. One, two, three. You, you take, take out, out your suck, suck it and you suck it. it. Yeah, you suck take it out your suck it and you suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. What's Arkansas. David Wallace's son's name? Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Is it Tommy? Yeah. Great song. Uh, another text says, Tom, Jack, and Cal represented the program in impressed memory so well the other night. All three were getting choked up. Proud of them. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know if we even mentioned that yesterday. Like, it, we get we get lost in the sauce here sometimes on KRC. I thought it was Teddy. very cool that they added the broadcaster, Mike, too, along with his playing years in his jersey. And put it next to the Issels, too. That, I, that I felt like very that appropriate. Well. Uh, awesome ceremony. Teddy is the name of the son, by the way. Awesome ceremony by UK at Rupp Arena, honoring him. Uh, Leach did a great job with it. If you didn't see UK's recap victory video that they tweeted out yesterday, I retweeted it. Uh, it they say recap Kentucky, Florida for Mike Pratt, and the highlight video does focus a lot on the Pratt ceremony. Pratt's family comes into the locker room after the game. Just a really cool video, and you you wish that Pratt would have been around for this because like would have been maybe one of the highlights of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's missed big time by the UK basketball community and the people that knew him the most. And uh, they did a they did an amazing job paying tribute to him on Saturday. Highly recommend going and watching that video. And uh, you gotta love Casey Wallace, number twenty two, having a big game. Yep. Which was cool to see uh, Mike Leach, or Mike Leach, Tom Leach, RIP to Mike Leach. Tom Leach on the on the coaches show yesterday also brought up the fact that if you add up the, what did Kentucky win, 72 to 67? He was like 7 plus 2 plus 6 plus 7, 22. And Cal really enjoyed that because Cal yeah. is like a little superstitious about stuff like that. That was the same thing with the Lorenzo game, right? Didn't Kentucky win by 22 or something like that? There was 22 and then our... It was There's like something with 28 22. to 7 or 29 to 7. I think it was 29 to 7. Kentucky won by 22 on Jared Lawrence tonight. Yeah, and I think something happened with like 22 seconds left. Uh, they, yes, there was something. Max Duffy had a fake punt for 22 yards or uh, something, something like that. Funny how those no, things Duffy can, had the can work from, but either from way, time to time. Bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but cool honor there. And then we need to talk a little bit about the coaches show last night. Not so much in like an X's and O's sort of deal. Cal did say a few interesting tidbits, very complimentary of Severe Wheeler. 
was kind of dogging Antonio Reeves, which I'm sure people aren't going to be th- uh, thrilled with. And then probably poor word choice on my call because he did talk about uh, his dog that he mentioned on the co- on the postgame show on Saturday. And then he probably didn't think too many people at midnight were listening to that. Uh, but so brought it up, a caller brought it up on Monday. And Cal, he's really torn up about the loss of little McGruff. It sucks, man. His dog. He mentioned dog that sucks. They didn't want him to go. McGruff didn't want to go. And he got emotional talking about it. We'll come back hour two. We got a lot more text to read. We need to continue to talk about UK's game against Arkansas. Some things to watch. Ooh, I got some Razorbacks. fun facts about the Razorbacks, too. Some fun facts from the Razorbacks when we return. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. CJ Walker, Dick Roush, Justin Kalen. We appreciate you tuning in for another hour, or if this is your first hour listening, go back and listen to the replay. We... Go 7 to 9 is our live programming hours, but replay the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call commercial-free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. One cool thing is you can tell your Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio, and it will play. Plenty of ways to listen to all the great local programming on the Big X all day, and it starts with KRC at 7 a.m. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. We talked a lot about visions in our number one, Roush. A different type of vision, ShadyRays.com. Polarized sunglasses look like designer brand. They're not, but they're really quality, good pair of shades. Mm. You can see clearly now that you have Shady Rays on. You really can. They've got it for every different type of occasion, golfing, running. If you're going hiking, uh, they've got men's, women's, kids, prescription, blue lights, and do not forget the snow goggles. Uh, probably have about another month, maybe month and a half in the snowboarding season, skiing season for the cool people like myself. Skis and screenings. Uh, they've also got UV shirts, which I've never made my way over to that category. But uh, for their sunglasses, they've got bestsellers. They, it's such an easy-to-use, navigate website. Uh, really impressed by it. And if you lose them, break them, or you just want your sunglasses again, very easy. You get a replacement pair, small little processing fee, and then you get your order resent to you. So basically when you buy, it's very close to getting a buy one, two for one situation, uh, which is great. Over 200,000 five-star reviews, 2 million sunglasses sold, and an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. You know you're doing business with a good company when you've got those numbers to back you up. Check them out, ShadyRays.com, and do not forget the promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Hey, Scoots, I got a question for you. I got an answer for you. Daily Double. How much does it cost for a Louisville loss? For what? How much does it cost for a Louisville loss? For a Louisville loss? Yep. It's free because they happen all the time. It actually costs Louisville eighty-five thousand dollars. 
It to costs, lose? It costs him $85,000 per game to lose to Lipscomb, Bellarmine, Wright State, and App State. Oh, because they paid him. They paid their yeah. bad games. That was $340,000 for four losses. Man. That's hilarious. Some research done by our friends at On3. More like Off3, am I right? That's tough. Yeah. Um, On3, always part, just sticking it to the cards. Part of the reason why I was happy to share this information, too, uh, I had to do the open records request because – you have to be a Kentucky open records request require you to be a, uh, to live in the state. Uh-huh. So uh, for our guy, whenever he needs open records requests, he's like, hey, can you do one for me for UK? Do one for UofL? Uh, Wolf will pay $340,000 to lose by games. Cal, coached by Mark Fox and uh, Devin Askew, was their starting point guard. Out for the season. Out, yeah, got a hernia. They paid $245,000 to lose by games. Mm. A Florida State ACC team, one hundred seventy five grand. Yikes. A lot of guacamole. A lot of guacamole. But you can get it salseritas. Luckily, Yuval's making it up with packing the house every night, concessions, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> no. Oh, no. They're not. The place is a ghost town. Hey, they almost came back and beat Florida State, which is actually, it was an exciting uh, comeback. They, I think they were down. It was like a 17-point comeback. Yeah, they had a three at the buzzer. And first and foremost, you knew when Florida State started making shots, you're like, okay, Louisville's, if, if they can't get stop, like another stop, they're toast because these points are just – feels like they're they're playing with a little house money. Some of these buckets are coming way too easily. Uh, and then Al Ellis, down three, decided three, – down three points with 14 seconds left, decided to go for the quick two. Well, also decided to, like, chew up about four or five seconds, too. So, really, it was about ten seconds when he decided was, to go for two. I, In a half-court setting, it wasn't like a transition, hey, just get this easy bucket, clock's going to stop, we'll have seven seconds and, left to foul and get something else. And he got, like, blocked by the rim. <laughs> it wasn't even close. And somehow they got lucky that it bounced outside to one of their one three-point shooters, uh, well, James. Curry got the rebound, kicked it out, or at least that's what they said on the radio broadcast. Yeah. I yeah. was listening on radio. Watching it, yeah. So they did get a look. Just and it was a great look, and it missed. That could have tied it, but I love them. The gift that keeps on giving. Currently, the Cats for their tonight's game against Arkansas is up to a five-point favorite. Scoots, what would you what? have guessed? I would have gone lower, two and a half maybe. Three and a half it's, at the most. It's up to five and a half. As That's a wild. Fact, as a more, more recent update. Yeah, I think it started, what it started at? Three and a half, two and a half. I tweeted it out, whatever it was. Um, I think sure. three I think three and a half. And so money coming in on the Cats up to five and a half, which that's right around where the Florida line went off. Uh, I think maybe it came back, it bounced back a little bit towards Florida, so it was around five. Wouldn't be shocked if that happens with Arkansas. So Vegas expecting another close game. And shocker, stop me if you've heard this one before. Arkansas playing really well, Roush. Coming into, well, really well. They have had an underwhelming season. Of course, they've had some reasons for that. Uh, They lost their star big. What's his name? Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. And then um, Nick Smith has just not played this year. He's had a knee injury that is kind of getting into shade and sharp territory of maybe now he's just protecting his stock a little bit. Uh, but as of late, they have won five straight or four straight, excuse me, SEC games. And 
It's mostly because they're finally hitting threes. So one of the stats I had, they were shooting in the first four SEC games, they were 19% from the three-point line. The last seven, they're 35.5% from three. So they're making more threes. Uh, Devo Davis is one of them. He, so this this backup wing for them, um, I think he actually led him in scoring at South Carolina. He was a 23% three-point shooter in his career. In the last eight games, he's shooting 45% from three. Ooh. Knocked down 20 of 45 shots So uh, from downtown. Scoring 16 points a game, double his career average. So they're, they're getting more production from their backcourt, uh, which has certainly helped them because that's really what it came down to. Like While, while everybody was talking about Kentucky's arcane offense, uh, Musselman couldn't generate offense either. Um, so it took them a while. Um, now they still, as we said yesterday – had to really grind out to get their first true road game, true road win of the season at South Carolina. Um, coming to Rupp tonight, uh, this will be the first, this is just the second time that Kentucky and Arkansas have played twice in the regular season, which is pretty crazy. Ever? Yeah. Um, can you name the other time, TJ? That they've, that they've done what in the regular season? This is the second time Arkansas and Kentucky has faced twice in the regular season. So, like, all those games in the 90s, it was they played twice because they would meet in the SEC tournament. Well, yeah, back in the day when it was East-West, you'd only play the West teams once. Exactly. You'd play the East teams twice. The other season that they played twice. And there was a memorable somewhat, loss in there. And that's well, that's going to be the giveaway. The, the, the 13-14 season yeah, on the put-back the, the Michael freaking Qualls, which is – that's like some of the time – it's it's why I, don't, I rarely watch games at bars anymore. I was at the campus pub, and I just – immediately, like, through some – I don't know what it was. I, I just think I smacked a hat on the table, and we just left. We, I mean, we'd already paid our tab, so it wasn't like we just died and dashed or anything. But, like, it was such a gut-wrenching – because I think it was a tie ball game at the time, and you just lose on a tip dunk in overtime at the horn. Like, the buzzer sounded as he's, like, grabbing the rim. It just – oh, that sucks so much. Yeah, that was uh, that was a rough one, and I think Kentucky lost Arkansas that year at home too. Yes, I think it was a double and, it was and, a sweep. Yeah, and that was another overtime game. Oh, so both of them were overtime. Yeah, uh, for that putback dunk, I, that was when the wife and I were newly kind of dating, dating ish. So did you try to like keep it together, or did uh, she we were, just have to see you in your? We were watching at her house, just her parents' house, and so I had to kind of keep it together. But I still think I had like a little bit of an outburst. Just like, of course, you lose on a dunk at the buzzer on a missed shot. Inventing different ways to lose. But hey, it all worked out well for that team. Uh, That was funny, actually. Like, you know, Kentucky started to play better. Got into March with a little momentum. Still an eight seed. But... When that, I, I've told, I think I've told this story before, too. But that was like one of the only, probably the only time ever wife, future wife at that point, girlfriend, was acting like really weird on Selection Sunday. And she was like, I just know UK and U of L are going to meet. And I just don't know if I can do it. Like, I just don't know <laughs> if I can do it. And I was like, go to the game? Or like, what do you mean? She was like, you're just, you're just such a big UK fan. Like, this is like the first time. I just wonder if it's like too much. I was like, it probably is too much. Like, it probably is. Like, it's, probably, it's probably too much. Uh, sure enough, two weeks later, we were in a car going up to Indianapolis, happy as could be. We did some radio up there as well, and she popped She popped on. We were at a hotel doing radio. That was funny. Uh, and then Kentucky beat L. So maybe that was a premonition for her. 
Um, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, Arkansas is currently kind of it's, – it's a similar situation. They don't have the same SEC record, but kind of like Saturday where you're playing a team that's kind of comparable NCAA tournament – they need they. It'd be a huge. It'd be a quad one win for them. Yeah, Florida would, be, would have been a quad one win. Arkansas yeah. would be a quad one win. Quad this is a way for Kentucky to really get like trampoline jump their way up in the pecking order on the bubble in the NCAA tournament conversation. So you're you're battling. You're going against a team that's probably going to be playing just as hard as you are. And if you're if your effort's not at the right spot, they may play harder than you. And that's something that can't happen when you're at home at Rupp Arena and it matters this much for Kentucky. So this is another game where the stakes are really high. Arkansas is not the top 10, top 20 team we thought they'd be coming into the season. Injuries and other stuff going on has played a role in that. But they're still a talented team. And Ricky Council and Anthony Black are really good players. Those are the type of dudes that can just go off and and beat you if you're not ready for them. So it's a big one for UK tonight. They will also... Spread the floor, Roush. Offensively, it's not an amazing offensive team. Right. Uh, if UK right. is locked in defensively, this should be a game that they can win. And having Casey Wallace to be able to put on Ricky Council or Black is a nice luxury to have. Casey Wallace will need to be really good. The good news for UK, he had just been getting better and better every game. He is getting in the territory of, like, this person's as much fun to watch on both sides of the ball. On both sides. Where, I, I don't know where you, I mean, because Ashton Hagens wasn't really all that fun to watch he on the offensive on side offense, yeah. of the ball, but he was a fun player to watch defensively. You know, Manuel quickly offensively was just such a hoot to watch. Obviously, Tyrese Maxey was fun to watch. But defensively, they were solid, but they but weren't. They weren't yeah. Like, must hey, he's going to go lock down that dude. <clears throat> Cason Wallace is locking down other dudes on defense, and it's really, really enjoyable to see. Shea was really fun to watch once he started getting the appropriate minutes and kind of started to turn it on. He was fun on both sides of the ball, but still not the same lockdown defender that Cason Wallace is. So he is an elite company in that regard. This is a good opportunity for him to continue to grow on that. You have a big game tonight, 9 o'clock against Arkansas, that has some NBA talent. You'll see. You'll start seeing him comfortably in the top ten in drafts. Case and Wallace, that is. So more people are starting to notice he's been moving up draft boards. I'm sure some people may even have him already in the lottery or inside the top ten. But a big game tonight, doing it on both ends like he's been doing, that will uh, that will only help improve his stock and enjoy him the the final remaining games that you'll be able to see him because he's a very clear and obvious one and done. Speaking of Case and Wallace, Cal said that he was toughest on him, Livingston, and who was it? Oscar, I think, yesterday in practice. But he mentioned playing Wheeler and Wallace together, which makes me a little bit nervous because I don't want Cal to get too comfortable with them playing. Yeah, like it's, he, it's fine in stretches. But he said that there's something that Wheeler does that Wallace doesn't, and when they had him in the game together, while Wallace in the half court was on the ball and Wheeler off the ball, which, ew, don't like that. They did say in transition, Wallace could learn, Cal said this, Wallace could learn from Wheeler's ability to speed things up. And in that Florida game, that was where Wheeler was at his best. Mm -hmm. Being able to just, hey, let's go, let's go, let's run. If Wallace can ever kick it up in that gear, then he's going to be just an incredible player. But maybe you need a Wheeler out there with him, Roush, to, to get him going, to get him moving a little bit quicker. The only thing I hate is, 
I do love Wallace having the ball in his hands. But, you know, if he creates, makes some nice moves, and then, hey, I don't have a shot at the rim here. I need to kick it out. You just don't want it to be Wheeler to be the wide-open player he kicks it out to. <laughs> right, right, right. But if Cal sees something there with that, you're gonna, the point is you're going to see it tonight. You're going to see those two guys play together tonight. They're not going to start. A lot of people are going to freak out and want Reeves to get more minutes. I understand that. But Cal likes something he sees with Waller and Wall, Waller, Wheeler and Wallace playing with one Waller. another. Hardly knew her. I wonder how that's going to be received. Probably not well. With the size of Arkansas that you all have touched on, how much do you anticipate Wheeler playing tonight? Because if their guards are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, that's the last thing you want out there is a 5'8 guy. Point, yeah, if you're a 5'8 guy, though, easier to get around. Yeah. Now, easier to get your stuff swatted to Bolivia as mm-hmm. well. Once you get by them, that length could be bothersome. But in terms of, all right, you need to stay on in front of me. I can get around you. Wheeler, I'd be shocked if Wheeler doesn't play 15-plus minutes tonight. And maybe that would be considered like a low total. I could see why people would think that. But I think you're going to see a decent amount of Wheeler. For him putting on a brave face and being so tough in that Ole Miss game, which it should be complimented, and then doing some nice things against Florida, I think he's back in the good graces of one John Calipari. He did it. He made it back. Um, to your point, though, about kind of their, their length scoots, Arkansas is going to miss a lot of shots. You can't let this be one of your nights where you just inexplicably give up a bunch of rebounds. And we thought Kentucky would dominate the glass against Kansas, but a lot of those long rebounds just bounce over them. You need to have another good rebounding performance from Jacob Toppin. You can't let these guys get a bunch of second-chance shots. Um, And I I think the other thing, and you can maybe speak more to this, TJ, was kind of the – the open criticism of Antonio Reeves? Correct. Cal doesn't, you know, I, I feel like he, he's careful with how he singles out players. So, like, we could end up getting a big, he thinks this is going to, he thinks calling him out is going to make it work for Reeves. And it's probably because he thinks he needs it to work where he's not getting beat back door and getting beat on these kind of loose balls against a lengthy team like Arkansas. So, I uh, I I hope, that it works and that the message is received by Reeves. Yeah, still trying to push the right buttons on Reeves. I do think for a Saturday, while the back doors were not good, I think he was just happier with what he was getting from the other guys. And you can only play five guys at a time. You weren't taking Toppin out. We can debate about Oscar whether he should have been taken out or not, but it wouldn't have been Reeves that would be taking his spot regardless. And I think he just – CJ was finally having a good game. You weren't going to take him out. You ain't taking Wallace out unless you're crazy. And then Wheeler was playing well. So I think it just it came down to Wheeler or Reeves, and Cal settled on Wheeler on Saturday. Uh, it worked. Kentucky got the win. Now maybe if you have played Reeves, you would have won by more, and it would you wouldn't have sweated it out. Potentially, or maybe he would have kept giving up backdoors and you would have lost, uh, and, and who's, who's to say? It worked on, on Saturday. You just, Cal just needs to take it by game-by-game game situation. And certainly if the offense is not having a good performance or they're not able to score, you've got to get Reeves in there. These are all things that, that Cal knows. Uh, but I, I'm more interested in bringing it back. Like, Oscar, you got to get right tonight. Yeah. You, it's been a couple not great games. And sometimes we can get 
distracted by his numbers, which are still just wild to me. Uh, he needs, like, for as much as he struggled this season, his numbers are still just going to be so good. He needs to be on some national watch list at the end of the year. Not that it really matters, but uh, it's something that, that will need to be discussed. It just, numbers it's are it's annoying that it's like, oh, Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis. It's like, well, Oscar's numbers aren't that far off from either of theirs. Of course. Their teams are doing better, and that's understandable. But... Arkansas, they don't have bigs that should be able to rebound with you. And, Roush, you're spot on to say we said similar things against Kansas and they had a really good team rebounding effort and taking Oscar out of the game. They're probably going to try to do the same thing to you tonight. Arkansas will. But this is a game that he should be able to have a lot of success inside. That game in Fayetteville last year, Oscar was really good at. uh, Really good at getting what he needed, rebounding, getting putbacks, scoring in the interior on the block. This needs to be a nice bounce-back game for him this, tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. And if it is, or if it's not, if he plays poorly again, then I'm going to actually start getting a little worried about the guy. going to get worried about where he's at. But this should be a good a good opportunity for a bounce-back. Good time to get right. Let's get back to the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450. Some uh, good basketball discussion there. We didn't win the lottery last night. What the hell? Scoots, you told me we were going to win the lottery. No, I told you you should buy a ticket because it was no, huge. No, you've said multiple times we're going to win the lottery. We are going to win the lottery eventually. Just hold tight, be patient, don't go anywhere. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Hard to miss the mark more than Scoots has on the court storming thing." Yeah, not mm-hmm. one of your finer radio moments. I I went back and listened. I thought it. I thought I did a, just a fine job. Well, it's not so much what you do or don't do. It's just the. Sometimes you're just defending a loser. And in this case, you were defending a loser, trying to spin it as a winner. You were put in a tough mm. spot. I, well, I was. And when I was listening to it again, you all just did a masterful job. I've got to tip my hat to you. Masterful job poking and prodding the freaking bear. I was I was irate yesterday. I don't know what it was. Sunday I was grumpy. Yesterday I was grumpy. This morning I woke up a little grumpy. But you all just, oh, man, you were pushing all the buttons yesterday. Mm. So Even good job. your team won, you were so grumpy. Good job, y'all. I would have been excited to be the number one team in the country. I would have been excited. Maybe not so excited that I would run onto a court and like act a like child, a jagaloon, yeah. but, mm-hmm. you know. Did you see the viral video of the woman's child running out onto the top golf? I did, field? And, the, and the kid is like... Almost the end of the top golf. Like kid is a freak athlete. Yeah. However old that kid is. <laughs> it's like the the super bad. <gasps> Fastest kid alive. <laughs> but, but you know, according to Scooch, you just storm things when you're excited. So yeah. storm top golf. <laughs> Wouldn't advise that. The top instead of Bastille Day. Top golf day. <laughs> Scooch, I'm worried why you've been in such a bad mood lately. I'm so. Let's I told talk a, about it. I told a coworker yesterday. Men have periods. I'm on my period. Okay. That's what it is. That's what it is. I just love that we get genuine scoots. Like oh, you, yeah. You, we, we peel back a layer. Could have just said, like, time of the month sort of deal. Well, and that's the thing I was thinking about yesterday. TJ, you were asking, or you said yeah. your family was asking about, like, if it was all bit on Friday night or whatever. That's the thing with me. You don't get bits. I am who I am. I'm, I'm 33 at this point. Like, there's nothing to hide. I, I am who I am. So what y'all see is what you get. So you're going. It's so you're going through some stuff. Yeah. It is true that guys also have like. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Cycles is not the right word, uh, but they. <laughs> I mean, it is. I guess to some degree, where like your body's what it's producing. I don't know all the right words of it. Hormones, chemicals. Hormones and chemicals just get out of flux. Where like you are just 
you you don't even know it, but you're just not happy. Yeah, you're not so irritable. Mood. And uh, you just got to drain the swamp. You got to drain the swamp. <laughs> I think Trump ran a campaign. Maybe he was in one of those chemical imbalances. <laughs> It'd explain a lot. It must be all the chemicals on his uh, spray tan. Oh, Scoots, how do we how do we get you out of it? It'll it'll be fine. I think I'm I think I'm on the way down now. So just need a few more spotties. By, by tomorrow we should be good to go. I'm I'm gonna see an Indiana win. We're gonna get revenge on Rutgers tonight. So that'll probably put me in the right spot. And like good old Rutgers revenge. That's right. Another texture says a little bit of boy who cried wolf with window green. To be fair. To be fair. Uh yeah. I mean that's what Bruce Pearl teaches. The further you can kick your leg out on a shot, the better. <laughs> you may draw some attention. Cal actually went crazy about Toppin doing that. He does not want people kicking their legs out. Um, but that is true, Texter, about Wendell Green. Uh, I'm excited about UK beating Auburn soon enough. Mm, gosh, suck at Auburn. That one will be nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texter, uh, bringing up Scoots' stance on uh, policing of leftist hero Scoots. You do lean a little bit more left, don't you, Scoots? I don't know what that means. Saying that's how you're 100% genuine, Scoots. Yep. I don't. I don't know what left and right is. I couldn't tell you which was which. Good. You don't know which party is left and which party is right. I want to say Democrats are left. Correct. Republicans are right. Republicans right. are right. They are right. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> a little political talk here on Kentucky oh, Roll Call. Man, that's great too. It also. Uh, is just proof that, like, even when he's on a radio show and we get into some sort of political thing, he's just like, eh, oh, I tune it out. I tune completely out. I <laughs> hate politics. What's going on on the internet? Well, I like to listen to Big Exports Radio on TuneIn, which you can do <laughs> <laughs> by going to tunein.com. Man, we are freaking all over the place. Sometimes today. you'll get commercials during the middle of the show, maybe which is less than ideal, but hey. Shucks. Maybe we should just be sleep deprived more often. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, another nine o'clock tip off. Don't you worry. Oh, no kidding. All right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. Oh, we'll you think we'll get Jimmy Dykes tonight? Seems like. Bring him right? back. See, I always like checking like the the seven o'clock SEC games and just cross my fingers I hear Jimmy's sweet voice. That way I know <laughs> it's not going to be at Rupp Arena. But he just did Saturday's game. He probably stayed in town. Oh, heavens. Uh, probably Carl Ravage, too. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports oh, Radio. One oh, final segment when we return. Okay. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We got a lot of text to read on the Thornton's text line. Quad one game tonight for UK, where things stand Ooh, right now. Need it. Need it. But just barely. I think Arkansas is one of the last teams in the quad ranking system thing. I think they're like 30 on the net. Oh. So if they drop back any further, it won't be a quad one. It's basically you would beat them off of the quad. 
They're 28th. Okay, so a little wiggle room. If it gets outside 30, though, it no longer becomes quad one. Quad one at home, one through 30. Quad two at home, 31 through 75. This is in retrospect to their net ranking. And then neutral, it's 1 to 50 for quad one. Quad two, 51 to 100. That doesn't matter. No neutral site games till the SEC tournament. And then on the road, it can be 1 through 75 for quad one road win. And then a quad two is 76 through 135. Now, those don't fluctuate, right? So if you're playing Arkansas, who would be a quad one now, but if they like struggle down the stretch and become quad three, that doesn't get moved to quad three, right? It does. Does it really? Yes. Wow. So at the end of the year, like your quads will be what they are. So you all lost to South Carolina, which was a quad four loss, correct? And that ain't ever leaving the quad four. Really? So if they if they won like ten straight games and made a run in the SEC tournament and moved up, they'd have to get to one sixty in the net, and they are at three fifty one. So, okay, so uh, bad example, but they do they do game. move. They do move. That's wild. I didn't so know like, that. So, like, you know, one day you could have three quad one wins, and theoretically the next you could maybe have one. Yeah, that's could, crazy. It could, could happen. Doesn't and There are always some little changes here and there. Uh, but one thing that I can guarantee is UK's quad one Tennessee win is not going anywhere. Yeah. Tennessee would have to drop outside the top 75, so it's not happening. And their quad four win, also unfortunately, not going – or loss, not going anywhere. Those two things are locked in. Um, but a lot of opportunities for for some wins for UK, for big quad wins as uh, as the season goes on. Tonight, technically, quad one, Georgia on the road would be quad two, Mississippi State on the road would be quad one, Tennessee at home, quad one, at Florida, quad one, Auburn at home, quad one, where it stands right now. At Vanderbilt, or Vanderbilt at home, I think would be quad two where it stands right now. And then at Arkansas to close out the regular season would be a quad one. So one, two, three, four, five, six as it stands right now of UK's remaining eight games would be quad ones as it stands right now. That's a ginormous opportunity for UK. Take care of business. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning, and it will take care of business. How about Taking that? care of business. Anything you got, Roush, or should we just keep going with the text? Don't think I have anything else. If you think, think of it, so. you know where to find us. Yeah. Toppin was settling for jumpers early, which is exactly what Florida wanted. Impressed with how he's been able to get to the rim more the last few games. He still has to take some of those jumpers, though, and ideally make them uh, in a perfect world. But yeah, he he has turned it on, playing just. Playing with that energy, I know it's cliche and it's not great radio analysis, but playing with that energy and that effort level, it will carry for him. It has carried for him. It's almost like he can't help himself to get a double-double when he's actually locked in, engaged, and trying. But this will be another game for him, as Roush mentioned, where he needs to be able to rebound the ball well, should be able to, Mm -hmm. and could also use maybe some of his off-the-ball shot blocking, which hasn't been as good as I was hoping it'd be this year, uh, but could use that tonight. So another opportunity for Toppin. Ain't no stopping. Jacob Toppin could have uh, kicked that tragedy can down the road until something bad happened. Could have applied to losing to Purdue in the Sweet 16. Again, it goes back to what Roush said in hour one. Like, when, you know, who all knew about this? When was it all told? Was anybody made aware of it, even to, like, up until Tom Hart's story? You don't really know. Well, and, and that's why, like, 
you know, it's also tricky because you don't want to be like coming across questioning Oscar as a man of faith. Like, no, it, like he just has it. Faith I'm, is different than ours. That's why there's like a weird. The the less big of a deal we make of it, probably the better. My buddy said, "Do you think maybe Ken, Kendall Randolph thought he turned to stone if he guard if he covered one of those Florida wide receivers?" <laughs> Wait, oh, that would have been the seventeen game, right? <laughs> yeah. That was a wild stretch of UK not guarding Florida wide receivers there. Did you know, though, <laughs> it is a fun little fact. Uh, Kentucky is 11-3 and against Florida since that win in 18 on the football field. That's combined football and basketball. So you have two losses in football no, and only one in basketball since then. What other premonitions do you think have maybe cost UK athletics somewhere along the road? About 40, no. P.J. Washington missing a shot that he shot at at 98% in that Auburn game. What was the the Final Destination movies? Did you like those? No. You weren't a fan of them? It was just a little – because some of the stuff was graphic. Like it was, it was just. Yeah, they 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 didn't really have an identity in terms of like they did a good job in terms of hitting on people's fears about like, hey, the smallest little thing could go wrong in our everyday life that you don't even think about, but now start thinking about it. Ooh, scary. So but they couldn't find the identity between like that and the psychological stuff that go into it, and they also just wanted to be like a slasher. Let's make it as gory as possible. It was just too gory for me. As the at yeah. the time, that was like the more blood, the more guts, the more brains, the better. So I never watched those movies, but every time I'm driving behind a semi that's got like logs on it, mm-hmm. I get a little freaked out. Yeah, the, I, I, I can I can relate to that, Scoots. Yeah. Like, just one of those bad boys slides off. Oof. But you're such a good driver, though. You just put in the other gear. And oh, I'd, I'd run right over it, just like that shovel. The shovel ruined your car. <laughs> some some say, yeah. Could have kicked the uh, texture says, I feel like we're going to hear some interesting Oscar stories once he's gone. But just do remember, though, he does do a ton of good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. he's incredibly charitable. A lot of people reach out to him. From what I've been told, he reaches back. So, but I'm sure there will be some stories. Always are. My man is insistent. A school with five national titles is not a blue blood. I've never seen anything like this. (laughs) It's about you, Scoots. I know that. They're no longer blue blood. Got to win. Got to be consistent winners before I'll go back to blue blood. When do you think it it no longer was a blue blood? Mm. When Tom Crean kissed his son on the mouth, probably the so. Nets. Yeah, probably Tom Crean. Yeah. I think with cutting down the nets after a loss. When he sent the message to the recruit, I've been thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, the recruit. Yeah. Although that was at Georgia, right? No, was it IU? Was it IU? Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't try to deflect. I've been thinking about you. I'm, a lot, I'm a curious lot. who the recruit was. Do you know? Uh, I, a lot of people are wondering if it was a recruit <laughs> at all. A texture says. My uh, Cal still has his ejection in his back pocket. I need predictions. When does he use his ejection? Uh, I could see that at Arkansas's regular season finale being. He, he hasn't even tossed out at Arkansas before. Yep, yep. I was there for that game. I could see that. that. It's got to be one. Cal usually will try to do it in one where winning is on the table, but it's not the end of the world if they don't win. With maybe like one exception, I think that South Carolina game was like unintentional throwout uh, that Jamal Murray Euless year. But he also probably thought they were going to be fine without him. And uh, although that South Carolina team was okay, uh, the next year is when they went to the Final Four. It'll be a road game, so that leaves Georgia, 
Mississippi State, Florida, or Arkansas. I would guess Florida or Arkansas. I don't think it'll be Mississippi State. No. He did get thrown out down there before. When was that? I don't think it'll be Georgia this Saturday either. Uh, when Dante, the Dante Allen big game. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got tossed, and whoever who took over the coaching duties, was it Tony Barbie? No, it was... Um, Kenny Payne? It was Kenny Payne. He won that game. He won. Hasn't won many since. But speaking of Dante Allen, uh, he had 22 points the other night and 25 after that. Conference USA Player of the Week. Yeah. So good for him. It is good for him. It's another he's weird situation like where he's not getting a ton of minutes, and then he does, puts up big numbers. <laughs> it's cr- and it's like, crazy. All right, we'll give him more big minutes, and then maybe he'll he'll go cold again. I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm rooting for him. Glad he had a, a great week. Toppin's reaction to Oscar's pass into the basket was great. It's like he'd been telling him for two years he's allowed to do that. Yeah. It's great. open a lot, too. And, I, you know, I complimented the way that Kansas can kind of work, pick and pop, pick and roll, just – Inside the free throw line, which a lot of people always think about it, think about it outside the perimeter. Uh, Toppin can be shifty in that regard too. And who was it? Was it the Georgia game that they let him get to the middle of that zone, or what? No, A and M. The A and M game where they were just like triple teaming Oscar every time he touched the ball. Toppin moved really well without the ball. He's underrated at that. Uh, and he can, if Oscar can keep finding him, he's open for some of those just wraparounds, dunks, easy buckets there. This isn't the University of Antonio Reeves, says one texter. Classic quote. Uh, Scoots, do you enjoy salt with your french fries? Sure sounds like it after you hearing your rant about Indiana storming the court. Who the hell doesn't like salt with french fries? That's true. What a weirdo. That's true. But so you so you were salty yesterday is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I was salty. <laughs> texter says, Josh here. Hey, Josh. Why is our fan base glorifying a representative of UK athletics giving the middle finger to opposing fans? You simply cannot do that. It's also you funny. You can't be doing that, Andy Bashir. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I'm I'm just straddling the fence here. He definitely shouldn't have done it, and I don't think he can really blame anybody but himself if he doesn't get his job back. But I am usually team forgiveness, uh, almost exclusively. He should get another chance, assuming he doesn't have a bad rap sheet. But we talked a lot about that in hour one. Sorry to tell you, Scoots, but Raven swings the other way. Doesn't play for Scoots' team, unfortunately. Yeah, I knew that. And by the way, I looked her up yesterday. Not really my type anymore. She's weird looking now. Whoa. She's she's had too much work done. And and she, like, shaved her head. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, got to look at her. (laughs) I didn't realize that. I knew she had, like, some colorful hair there for a little while. Um yeah, something about her face is just really weird now. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. See it? So Yeah, I mean, I see it. it. I mean, she does look the same besides the pictures where she's got a shaved head. Yeah, I don't know. She, doesn't she's, she, she definitely got her. lip injections, which I hate. I, I'm with you on that. Very anti hate, hate lip to, injections. to make it uh, a clean sweep, but I'm also not a fan of <laughs> lip injections. Kind of Everybody's got to do what makes them happy, and it doesn't matter what a bunch of goobers think about your lips. But goodness gracious, so many of your all's lips are just perfectly fine. What are, exactly. y'all, what are y'all doing yeah. to them? Especially the top lip. Like maybe, okay, if you made your, but like it looks unnatural. Yeah. It's just kind of gross. Again, you all shouldn't care what we think. If it makes you happy, that's all that matters. But it is a clean sweep, unfortunately, on the lip take yeah, here on, yeah. on KRC. Josh here. 
Not that any girls listen to our show anyways. Yeah, Josh here. Just kidding. Got what? plenty of them. Read that one. Plenty of them. We did. Is Tom's heart story about Oscar confirmed? And if it is, why has nobody reported on it? If it's fake, why is anyone calling out Tom? How did Tom get the scoop almost a year later? Sorry, guys. Something just seems really weird with this report, and I'm confused. And I, I think that's kind of like we have more questions, but do we want to get more answers? Like, <laughs> it's just like eh, maybe if we just kind of just let this go. Uh, I text her. I agree with all of that. I, I don't I, like. Is it confirmed? No, it's not confirmed. I mean, he but was probably just Tom told this. Just make that up. He was probably told this by Oscar or. I mean, right in one of their pre-production meetings. I you, mean, they, you would think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, Roush is right. Do we even want it? <laughs> do, we, do we want more info oh, on all God. that? Bull of these beasts here. Hey, Scooch, you think in you think practicing your field sobriety test in your living room is any close anything close to the real thing? You're not ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> your neighbors aren't watching. You're not being disoriented by flashing lights and getting messed with by small town. Uh, Cops, can't say that word, Bullity's piece, you know that. Who went to high school with you? You're not concerned with having your mugshot posted in crime times again. And no matter how well you're doing in the field sobriety test, they act like you're not following their orders. God forbid it's Wacky Wednesday. Then you start to stack misdemeanors the same way that I used sex court stormings. And one of my arrests was actually on Live PDs back in the day. Oh, wow. Whoa, Bullity's my goodness. piece, you were on Live PD. Do you have the clip? There is, yeah, there's so much to unpack there. First of all, yeah, we have to see the clip. I think his point's right, though. You're not ready for the big leagues. So I actually got field sobriety tested, what, two years ago? And I passed with flying colors because of my preparation and practice in my living room. I was ready for the. I was ready for the moment. Um, Like, were you? If I got pulled over five minutes later, I probably should have failed it. Yeah. Again, Scoots, I think a lot of stuff is coming back to maybe you just having a drinking problem. (laughs) 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 This hasn't been. (laughs) I mean, I can't argue. This show we started with you talking about showing up. Now, granted, college is a little different in a vacuum. I I can't argue. If HR called after the show just to want to talk about, I don't think anybody would be surprised. I'm done, except for the fact that we'd have an HR. (laughs) (laughs) That, 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 (laughs) That would be the most surprising part. Uh, yeah, do you have the clip of that Bullity's Beast? Yeah, we got to see Bullity's Beast still wants us to go to Patrick's for a steakhouse dinner. Let's do it. Got to pick a date. Got to pick a date. That was on Roush. Roush has no interest, he says. <laughs> we used to put pull mailboxes out of the ground and throw them in other people's yards. Some people just stick them in the ground like volleyball net posts. Yeah, see, that's that's not cool. That being said... A former UK player that was a walk-on defensive lineman that went to Trinity, which you know should kind of tell you who he is. I one time saw him pull a stop sign out of the ground and throw it like a javelin, javelin, the, the, and it was one of the most impressive things. I've I ever bet seen that was really life. cool. I wish I could have been there to see Taco Meat tackle the uh, parking meter things. Oh, I don't he know. Got in trouble I, for that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, the guy. I forget Taco Meat. I bet he destroyed him. He would, no, he was like tackling them and like picking them up out of the ground. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Um, Not nearly strong the enough. The fullback to do. from Pikeville. Crazy. Which is like fullback from Pikeville, like tackles parking meters. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> Checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, Taco meat. What picks do y'all like tonight in college basketball? Hoosiers, baby. I kind of like the, the Hoosiers as well. That's scary. Will Tom Collins? Was that the yes, doc- yes, Will Tom Collins. There we go. Yeah. You like the Hoosier scoots? I do. 
You can actually take Hoosiers on the money line and Virginia on the money line, host to North Carolina State, minus 102. That's pretty solid. Even money, that's not bad. That's not bad. The the line for Indiana is a little stinky. Yeah, I agree. Rutgers is a team they struggled with. You wonder where Indiana is going to be coming off the emotional big win. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you they're going to win. Yeah, okay, I like that bet. Wow. What if you? What if I told you you could throw in UK yeah. money? Well, let's throw in one more. Let's do, get it. What if I told you you could throw in Pittsburgh playing Louisville tonight and you get it at plus 111? I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a good bet. No way those teams lose. <laughs> All right, Scooch. Put, this, this that sounds be the like one a, time that sounds I'm like a like, jinxie right, Because I'm, I'm going to, for everybody's sake, I'm not going to get all three of us in the action. I'm going to stay away. And this is going to be the one time that everybody cashes a ticket. We need we Indiana to win takes. at home, which, like, if they lose at home, then the officials aren't doing their job. Mm-hmm. Virginia, NC State's an all right little team. I bet that game is close. That's the one I'm worried most about. Is Vir- and Virginia's at home, though. Virginia's at home. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to put a big money bet on it, Scoots. No way U of all wins at Pittsburgh. Not worried about that one at no. all. No. No way they win at Pittsburgh. That's a free juicer for yeah. me. All righty. I'm in, Scoots. There you go. There's the KRC bet of the day. <laughs> Just talked our way through it. This is not Alex from Colga, but friends and I used to get in some rather unbecoming situations in middle school slash early high school. The parents trusted us too much. We would add cars, rearrange business on letters, but one night we probably did the dumbest thing we ever did. We fashioned ourselves a jousting stick made of two by fours, PVC pipe, and duct tape. Well, that just. Oh, my gosh. Didn't, uh, no idea where this is going, but it can't be good. We then got in the back of one of our buddies' Ford Rangers and proceeded to joust mailboxes, allegedly. Well, Karma Goddess, because I'm sure you'd be surprised to learn that duct tape was not made for crafting jousting sticks. It eventually exploded, ripping off my buddy's side mirror, hitting another buddy in the chin, requiring stitches, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, the duct tape. Not the... Alex from Colga. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. The rearranging the business sound letters, that, that's good stuff. especially that's good for like family fun. Especially if it's one of those Unless that's very easily like that. accessed. Like, that's just, that's a ton of fun. Uh, assuming you're creative with what you put and you're not putting, like, homophobic or racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Just, like, funny, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of eat burgers here, like, eat butts here or something. Yeah, like, that's just, that ah, funny. Uh, funny stuff. Did, um, did, it, did I ever tell you all about the roast beast thief? No, but we have four minutes left. I'll say that for another day. Okay. Roast, just go and tell us about the roast beef thief. It was a two-car prank, but essentially you would get in line, you would order a bunch of roast beef sandwiches, and as you were waiting, like as the person was getting ready to hand the bag of food you out, steal it. somebody would run by, grab the roast beef, and you'd be like, what? what? This person just took my roast beef! And they'd hop in the car, get away, and so you'd get double the roast beef. Eventually, the people at Arby's were caught on to some folks. I never partook, but some friends did. I could see you being the roast beast thief, the guy running away. Good morning, TJ. Rumor has it Jim Beheim and Mitch McConnell made a pact in the 70s to retire together. <laughs> Hope we get the win tonight. Need the win. To, we need to win the rest of our home games. I worry about Arkansas's defense. They're very physical, and Rupp doesn't get a friendly home whistle. Have a good day. Go Cats. Suck it, Louisville, and suck it, Roush. They are incredibly physical defensively where they foul. Like, they foul so much they know they can't call it all. All right, then have it. get it back. Do it back. And weirdly enough, UK is actually a little bit deeper than Arkansas. That being said, 
they're going to try to go out Oscar and get him in foul trouble. I want to see some Damian Collins tonight, Cal. More of that guy. Uh, he's a fun piece. Trevor's, and also with Arkansas's rebounding struggles, you could probably get away with playing more Collins tonight. Trevor's opposite. He believes in not showing up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Scoots would even show up just hammered drunk. Trevor, <laughs> you don't. he doesn't need an excuse at all. <laughs> Sounds like he is going to the Super Bowl, though. I'm is he going to go at, what, 50%? I don't know what his health is up to. Or he's, I think he's back to 100. He said he, he's got his appetite back. I'm critical of the UK AD as anyone, but this isn't a democracy, and they're not order takers. Fans just need to shut up sometimes. Don't know what that's in reference think, to. like trying to get the guy's job back. Uh, I don't even think that's probably a Mitch Barnhart. I mean, decision, also, but. yeah, this is – I feel like this is just kind of a good fun. Like, why People you, are having – a guy yeah. flipped off people. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be really heartbroken if he doesn't get his job back, and probably two weeks we'll have forgotten about Doug. Oh, yeah, until, like, we do this thing. Something else happens at the arena game. We're like, oh, you remember that one time that blue coat flipped off that guy? Uh, Robert, I once got thumbs down from someone in traffic, and it hurt so much worse than anything else they could have done. (laughs) Yeah, see, Robert, that's what I'm talking about. Thumbs down would be just – I do the thumbs down Uh. thing. One time, trash-talking in a flag football game, I called an opposing team's player a nerd, and you could tell, like, it really (laughs) ate at him. It really ate at him. Uh, So good. Good on the thumbs-down person. We never liked you either, Joanne Patino. Joanne Patino sign. That one, did that one get confiscated? Don't remember that. This whole time, I was confusing blue coats with blue hairs. The story isn't as funny now. That's from Shano. He is technically kind of a blue hair. (laughs) He walks out to midcourt hand-in-hand with Karen Cipher. <laughs> no, that's the prank UK does. One of the cheerleaders that they do at the escort oh, is yeah. Karen Cipher. Oh, Oscar doesn't seem to have a filter. Part of that is being from another country. I don't see him keeping quiet about the premonition on that day. He was trying to save everyone. That's true. That's a good point, Texter. Uh, also, on top of that, like he he doesn't have a filter. His quotes about Castleton before the Florida game were oh, like, yeah, "If a- I were Castleton, I'd probably look at those and be like, all right, you know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna this is I'm gonna use this to motivate me.' But Oscar, he, he's not intentionally doing it. Uh, somebody says Oscar's a weird dude. Something's off with him. I think we'll hear a lot about it when he's gone. We'll see. Uh, it probably freaked everyone out and affected players and coaches. Ian Eagle said everything seemed off, and we'd never seen Cal seem so nervous. Yeah, but also that could have. Yeah, I mean that's something that just doesn't get brought. <laughs> you up. You could attribute that to a lot of things. Um, yeah, make him off as a get off my lawn, but Neil is getting toxic. Oh no, it just jumped ahead. What the happened? NCAA stiffs must be laughing at the Florida mess. Wonder how much Arch Manning really went for. You're right, TJ. The rich are getting richer, and like you often say, I don't like it at all. Needs to be fixed before teammates fight each other. Well, they've just decided to throw it all into a pot and see what concoction comes out. This is the world that we're living in. We'll have to put a stop to the text line here. Uh, somebody said, how'd the studio smell this morning? Bad? Like, it wasn't terrible, terrible this morning. Per usual. Um, it's a good thing I got a bad sense of smell. Uh, somebody says, LMAO, TJ would be a ski guy. What a dork. Hey, suck it, buddy. Skiing's so much cooler. I don't like spending all day on my butt. Believe it would it or be not. a lot of fun. Oh, wait, John? No. Sorry, John. Yeah, we got to get our predictions in. Uh, Scoot starts as the leader in the clubhouse with eight points. I think Kentucky gets the win tonight, but I do think it's going to be close. 72-70, and you all said Oscar's going to have a big night, so I just got to trust that, and I'll take Oscar. Alrighty, I don't hate it. Uh, I will go Kentucky gets the win. I will go 69-64, to and I will stick with Cason Wallace. Continues to improve on his good play. Roush, you're back in the... In the- Cats are going to win big, 75-63. Like it. 
going to be kind of a buffer zone game. And then uh, Antonio Reeves. I thought you were going to take Toppin that, this time. That, that, uh, Toppin's shot. due for an MVP. He's oh, good I, enough. I meant to take Toppin. Oh, you can take him. I'll take no, Oscar. I want Oscar. Coward. All right, everybody, <laughs> have a great Tuesday. Go Cats. We'll be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow to talk about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Tom Brady posted a picture in his underwear. No, I Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride Trying to holler at me